Hello and welcome to Experience Share. It's a Pokemon podcast in which I, Tanslash, Tanslash, aka Tanner Green Ring, and my co-host Figlet, <laughs> Diglet. <laughs> Back AKA to not really rolling off the tongue anymore again. Fiel's dead. Play through all the Pokemon games week by week, gym by gym. We are in season three B, playing through Fire Red and Leaf Green. The Kanto remakes, and we are doing a Nuzlocke run. Nuzlocke, baby. Uh, I will not go into detail what Nuzlocke run means. Just know that it is a difficult modification to the standard Pokemon rules. It's a heartbreaking work of staggering genius. And you can find all the rules on our social channels at expsharepod. That's all we'll say about it, because you got to know by now, and if you don't, like... uh uh, how'd you get it's your first episode if you're one of those maniacs who like discovers a podcast and like goes back and listens to it in reverse stop it who are you that's not how this show works we just told you we're in season 3b that's psychotic yeah. like obviously <laughs> that should be, that should be nonsense we pay to attention <laughs> we pay attention to the structure of these seasons even if we just keep rolling um josh did you notice any new um anything new about my studio or yeah it looks like you have a new or we have a new co-host oh uh, yeah in I've, your studio i've hung some art <laughs> yes. i don't know that we've is this the first time where we have to break the unfortunate oh, news to the bug catchers about I think your it's, it's other a, love it's a popular part of my persona and it's like part of my social identity like people who follow me on social media know this about me right i guess the bug catchers might not know me for this trait but it's also partially you're to blame oh am i or am I to thank? I think you you were the catalyst. Oh, for the origins? I think so. Did I get the first gift? I think I acquired one piece, and then you acquired a second piece, and that kicked off sort of a lifelong collection. But what you need to know about me, bug catchers, is that I am a collector. Crucial fact. Yeah. I literally include this on my resume. It's true. I've seen it. That I have what I presume to be... Because I don't think anyone else is collecting this stuff. Right. Who would? The world's largest Jar Jar Binks collection. <laughs> Jar Jar Binks, the character from... You could open that from... up. Roadside Attraction in Connecticut. I think should. <laughs> Jar Jar Binks, the character, the Gungan character from Star Wars, the prequel series of films. Mm-hmm. I bought a dancing and singing Jar Jar toy off of eBay some years ago, probably a decade ago now. Yeah, definitely. And kept it on my desk at work. And wasn't fired. Wasn't fired. You hit a button and it plays the Cantina song from <laughs> Star Wars <laughs> A New Hope. <laughs> and Jar Jar sort of dances to it. Yeah. And then that song is a banger, to be fair. Josh purchased me another Jar Jar toy. I think you went to Comic-Con. Is that right? I did have to go to Comic-Con for work. And you bought a Jar Jar toy while you were there. Yeah. And gave it to me as a gift. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'm a friend. This is when you were my employee and you felt the need to sort of kowtow. Curry a little, curry a little favor. <laughs> and then <laughs> having two Jar Jar toys, I was like, well, I need more. <laughs> Can't have two. That's weird. So then I proceeded to buy a lot of Jar Jar toys. And now behind me in my home studio, I have a very handsome, like kind of art deco print. It's a way of describing it. Pop art. Sorry, not art deco. Pop art print of <laughs> yeah. Jar Jar sort of like looking at me. Quite well done. Yeah, he looks very 
entranced entranced by you for sure he's kind of looking at me should i maybe shout out the let's shout out the um the artist the uh etsy shop where i bought it oh yeah 93 bomber on etsy thank you 93 bomber. craig bartlett thank you craig bartlett for designing such a handsome poster i have hung it up in my um home studio here so thank you really letting loose now that you just have your podcast dungeon it's kind of my zone i call it my hidey hole <laughs> it's gross yeah <laughs> i tell my wife i'm going down to my hidey hole to record a podcast does she know about this jar jar art oh yeah she saw it okay any thoughts i don't think she loves it she she <laughs> sort of won't let me put my jar jar collection on display at home i usually put it on display at work but i work from home now why wouldn't you put it in the studio Oh, I'm going to now. Yeah. Okay. I would get a shelf. Most of it is at Jamie's parents' home at the at the moment, but they're coming up this weekend and they're bringing it, oh. all my stuff with them. Great. So I'd mount it proudly, like how I how I I have the dragons oh, roost dragons. with all my yeah, yeah. pewter dragons. Yeah. Do you think there's a chance you have the largest pewter dragon collection in the world? No, I don't think so at all. Not a chance, right? I, I don't even think I rank. I think it's conceivable that I have the largest Jar Jar Binks collection in the world. I do think that is possible. It's like 30 pieces. Pieces. <laughs> Tasteful. Artifacts. Tasteful <laughs> I mean, you're on the board for sure. Yeah, I gotta be on the board. That's pretty niche. All right, Joshua, enough about Jar Jar. Let's talk about Pokemon. We played a leg of... That's what we're here for. Pokemon this week, wherein we started in... Vermilion. Oh yeah, Jesus! It was a long fucking long it's fucking a long journey. journey. It's almost as if they didn't design these games with our podcast in mind, you know? No, and we did. If all of you haven't noticed, because it is a little different than how we've previously played this gen in the podcast and any way I've ever played. But we're following just like the walkthrough of like IGN strategy wiki. They all divided up in the way that we're doing it. And we did that because we wanted to make it easy for people to follow yeah. if they're doing the Nuzlocke. Yeah. But this structure is a little strange where we had the like Nugget Bridge after we had done Misty. We're not doing the Rocket Hideout in this episode, even though we end in Celadon no, City. Be next time. And we'll be doing Saffron next rather than Fuchsia which is provocative. Oh, is that is that controversial? I'm accustomed to doing Fuchsia after Celadon. Well, it's our fucking podcast. We can do whatever we want. No, I think we should. We already, we put it out on the list and I'm a little excited to do it that way. Plus they give you, this is leaping ahead, but there's an old woman in Celadon Mansion who gives you a tea. Oh yeah. And you use that presumably to quench the thirst of the guards that lead you to saffron well as though it's encouraging you sooner to like go there you can also just buy waters and lemonades at the top of celadon department store but in the previous ones you have to like piece that together i mean it's fucking obvious but this is ultimately a child's game so i think they're encouraging you to do saffron first which is i th presume why all the walkthroughs say that okay well and i th we're gonna do it i'm happy to do it Josh, we start our journey in Vermilion City. Yes. We've just defeated Lieutenant Surge, the the electric American. Confusing, by the way, that what? that's his moniker. <laughs> Is it actually the electric American? I can't remember. I think so. It's something like that. He's known as the lightning lieutenant. 
But it does say Bulbapedia. Apparently, he was or is an American soldier. I feel like at some point in the why is he in the game here? they refer to him as like the electric American or something. I thought so too. They definitely refer to him as the American. He is an American canonically, which points to you know that there was a war, a mysterious war in the Pokemon world, and so he must have been stationed there after the war. Yeah. You know, he's like, apparently America exists. Well, we know that Guyana and we know that South America exists. So, and uh, didn't Siberia somewhere in yep, Russia Siberia fucking exist? Where like, uh, who, wait, what happened in Siberia? It's where like someone sends. That's where um, Team Rocket sends. That's their, where like, Team Rocket sends. It's like naughty scientists. Flunkies. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we start in Vermilion. We've defeated lieutenant surge we're headed east to route 11 yeah a lot of trainers a lot of tall grass in this route hoping to catch something good hoping to catch something good and i well i don't know i caught something new and interesting oh congrats i caught ekans mason that's fun yeah yeah a fucking ekans being fun is like how much i'm already scraping the bottom of the barrel yeah i know exactly mason is chris evans character from Snowpiercer. No, no, no! It's Tilda Sw- Tilda Swinton. Oh, Tilda Swinton. <laughs> She's the the coolest character in that movie. Also, Tilda Swinton's a fucking icon. Very Josh Fielstead to identify and and admire the <laughs> the Tilda Swinton character from <laughs> Snowpiercer. She's a icon of style. Mason from Snowpiercer. Mason the Ekans. Yeah, I did manage to evolve my Mason the Ekans into a Arbok. Wow. But because I have Ursula K. Le Guin, yeah. I don't have a huge need for Ekans Arbok. Yeah, especially when they're just pure poison. Just pure poison, and it's like that flying. Definitely need no more than one poison. <laughs> so I, I did eventually box Mason the Arbok, but it was sort of exciting to catch a, a cool mon on this route. I caught, which actually for me, which is insane, um, a an exotic new Pokemon for me was a Spearow. I finally got a Spearow. <laughs> My game has been fucking filthy with Spearows, yeah, but know. this is sort of a new experience for you, huh? Yeah. This is my first Spearow, Polly. P- Polly Walnuts. Polly's the guy with sort of the big gray sideburns. Yeah, wings. He's got wings on his on his hair. That's cool. Why is he called Polly Walnuts? They all got a name. They all got a little nickname. <laughs> no it's not his, his last name. I don't. <laughs> no explanation offered. Yeah, they don't explain most of them. Yeah, there's a a Rattata that I caught during this as well. Um, spoiler alert, and its name is Mikey Grabbag. So that's another nickname never explained. <laughs> Sounds like a good show. Yeah, uh, it is. You make your way through Route 11. It's a nice little chunk of experience leveling. Pleasant spot. You make your way further east. You get to a um, guardhouse, and on the other side of it is that dang Snorlax. Still just sleeping the day away. So you're trapped, and you have to come back and take the alternate route, which is Diglett's Cave. Right, which is just to the west of Route 11. At this point, Joshua, I have been using my Versus Seeker, and I have been rebattling, I've been leveling, I've been accumulating income. Oh, yeah. I've still been using Miho, my Persian. Oh, yeah. To uh, generate a little Your extra tax income man. as well. Yeah. And honestly, the nice part about this like new system and new game is like the 16-bit 
nature of everything makes it so much more obvious when there are things that you can tap to get extra items out of. Go on. So like you'll see a stray rock and it's like that rock looks out of place. Oh, yeah. In a way that can only be fully realized in 16-bit, you know? It's like when you look at those old Disney cartoons and the background's all a little faded even though the main characters are all in that general vicinity and then you look at the shelf a little more closely and then there's always like one book that's a brighter shade of purple and you're like, okay, well, I know what this guy's about to do and I know the book that has the spell that this wizard needs in order to save the day i know which one he's gonna grab it's the same with this game you can you can sort of like piece together where the items are so i have been tapping on a lot of shit and finding a lot of items and i have accumulated a little bit of cash joshua and with that cash i bought a thousand repels oh you're sticking with the repel stratagem well no my repel strategy is I have a team that has nothing good against ground types. Okay. I have a thousand flying Pokemon and a fire Pokemon, and that's it. Well, ground moves won't hit you. They can still scratch you. But I didn't want to deal with Diglett Cave. Yeah, I wish I didn't either. So I bought a bunch of repels. I ate the repels, and I went into Diglett Cave, and imagine my surprise when I'm just sprinting through Diglett Cave, and I encounter a Pokemon. Okay. And it's a fucking Doug Trio. Oh, yeah. And is that allowed? Yeah, especially with a weak repel. The big boys can break through. They can? Yeah, on any any repel. Well, no one told me that. It says that. It says it prevents weak Pokemon from bothering you. But if it's like a, you know, big, strong Mon, they just come for you. I got attacked by a couple Doug Trios. <laughs> yeah. Well, I fucking did, too. Did you make it out with that duck trio? Oh no, I caught a diglet. Oh, you didn't you still had to catch a diglet? I caught a diglet. God, catching a duck trio would have been fucking sick. You know, that's a good strategy. So someone made fun of me. Why for... did you catch one of those? A diglet still got through before Doug Trio? No, I intentionally dove down to catch a diglet because I was like, uh, well, whatever, I'm gonna catch a diglet. I may as well just go catch your it. Strategy you know? would have finally worked, actually. But like I it would have worked. I could have yeah. ate the repel and then gone down and gotten that fucking Doug Trio. You could have just gotten yourself a level 30 Doug Trio. Well, whatever. I can evolve the Diglet that I caught, but I'm not going to. I caught a Diglet. I called him Geralt. Of Rivia? Yeah, from The Witcher. Okay. Which is a favorite game of yours. Would have hoped that would be like a Scyther or something, but I guess Vegas can't really be choosers these I days. I have no ambitions of catching a Scyther in any way, Josh. I caught a Diglet also. Yes. Blanca. From Sopranos. Yeah. Yeah. My character, Joshua, also just watched Sopranos, and he names all of his Pokemon after Sopranos characters. I should explain. My character's name is Mr. Mime. He is a Mr. Mime, sentient Pokemon, and he names all his Pokemon after people and characters that Josh Fielstead has uh, an emotional attachment to. That's me. Yep. Can I tell you another thing about what happened to me in Diglett's cave? Yeah, tell me. Well... I'd like to introduce a segment called Kill Count. Okay, wow. So, if you recall, in the past episode, I found myself with a Weedle. Yes. And then, it was a Beedrill last episode. Yes, I remember that. Charmaine. Charmaine the Beedrill. Charmaine Buko. And I was leveling it up. I was like, listen, I got this Beedrill. It's my best bet against Erica, bug type. It gets Twin Needle, and that's a bug move. It's its signature move. 
It does 50 damage because it does 25 and then hits you again with its other needle, twin needle. Yeah. So I was like, listen, let's power this thing up. I've never done a drill. It's Nuzlocke. Let's do something wet and wild. Yeah. Wet ass Pokemon. Wet. I was in Diglett's cave. You ever tried to ask Alexa to play that song? <laughs> no. She won't say it. If you say, Alexa, play wet ass pushy, she'll be like, um, playing WAP by Cardi B. She won't say it? <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, Alexa, say it. Oh my God. Say the name of the song. She won't do it. <laughs> it's a favorite of, of my son's. He, he likes it a lot. Oh, Miles likes WAP? Yeah, we listen to it while we're changing his diaper. Well, he's going to grow up with a great taste in music yeah he's eclectic he's got eclectic tastes you know yeah we'll listen to um center field by john fogarty put me in coach i'm ready to play and then we'll listen to wet ass pussy by cardi b (laughs) yeah yeah well oh my god uh i you know sorry you were getting emotional you yeah, were, I you just, were sort of building ahead of steam on in sort of the emotional department. I just never thought that I would find myself really starting to love a drill. Yeah. And I was raising this thing. I wanted to get it up to around level 30 so that it could take out all those grass types in Erica's gym. Yep, smart. Training it in Diglett's cave. Smart. Ground's not very effective on bug. I figured it'd be fine. I forgot that Doug Trio has slash. And I'd done a few runs. I gotten Charmaine up to level 20. Four. Level fucking 24, this thing. That's the highest a drill's ever been. Yeah, no one's ever Who leveled takes a Beedrill to 24. To that level. Yeah. And I'm into it. Twin needles fucking slamming them left and right. And I make it four steps away from the door. And a Doug Trio comes out. One of these fuckers. Level 29. Oh, God. And I was like, I got to just swap. I did a couple of hits, but it has slash. And I was like, this thing could crit me. I'm going to bring out Christopher, primate. I'm going to bring out one of my strong boys, have them deal with this. Yeah. I try to switch and I can't. Oh, God. Arena trap. So the fucking Doug Trios have this trait called fucking arena trap. Arena trap, which is you cannot flee from battles no. and you cannot swap for other Pokemon. No. You're just stuck with whatever Pokemon you've got. And it's fucking brutal in a nuzlocke run yeah you got arena trapped i got arena trapped that sucks man god that sucks i still had a few potions and super potions left but i was like this isn't gonna work the slashes were adding up it would dig occasionally and then i can't even hit it and it was like your eradicate in cerulean city where you're just there and you're just like well am i gonna be able to get a hit off or am i gonna have to keep using potions and i ran out and Charmaine, the B drill, fell to Doug Trio. Oh God, I'm so sorry, Josh. Level twenty four B drill felled by level twenty nine Doug Trio. Have you prepared a song? You know, I I really was starting to feel something for this B drill, so I prepared a song. Hey, where did we go? Days when the rains came Down in the hollow Playing a new game Buzzing and uh, also buzzing Skipping and a jumping In the misty morning fog with A hearts a thumping in you 
my red-eyed bee. <laughs> you, my red-eyed bee. Whatever happened to pewter and so slow? Going down the Mount Moon with the polka gear radio. Standing in the sunlight laughing Hiding behind a rainbow's wall Slipping and sliding All along cerulean with you My red-eyed bee You my red-eyed bee Do you remember when we used to sing buzz, 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 just like that. Buzz, 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 buzz. Alright, Josh, I had no idea you could be so emotionally attached to a beedrill. This beedrill really, really stood out to me. Charmaine, R.I.P. R.I.P. Charmaine. I thought we had a long future together. You thought that was Elite Four material. Wouldn't that have been fucking saucy if I brought a beedrill to the Elite Four? Well, it didn't happen, Josh, and I'm sorry for your loss. Yeah. Got through Diglett Cave. It's sort of that return to the beginning of the game, Route 2, Viridian City, Pewter City. As soon as you come up, you you encounter one of these guardhouses. One of Professor Oak's aides is there, and he is there to give you Flash. Arguably the worst HM in the game. Is it arguable? I think it's got to be straight up the worst. It's got to be, right? Its use is very limited and dumb, especially in these games where it's like... It's always one fucking cave. Yeah, it's one cave. And in this game, you could technically navigate the entire cave without using Flash. Like, you've got this little circle of vision. Oh, yeah. It gives you a little spotlight now, which it did in Ruby and Sapphire as well. And, like, it opens up the circle of vision when you use Flash, but, like, you could get through the gym without using Flash at all. Yeah. So you have to have a whole fucking Pokemon in your fucking crew. Sucks. To learn and know Flash just to get through fucking Rock Tunnel, which is coming up. But first, there's Route 9. Yeah, Route 9 is newly accessible to us. It's east of Cerulean, and it had a little shrub that you had to chop down. And there's some some enemies, and there's some catchable zones, Joshua. Who did you catch on Route 9? Someone exciting, I imagine. Well, yeah, I was looking for something exciting. I was looking for something exciting, too. This is where I got Mikey Grab Bag. Rattata. <laughs> so I got another Rattata in the wings. It's always so disappointing to get like a Route God. 1 Pokemon this far into the I, game. And I, you know, I would love a Pidgey at this point. My Pidgey's fucking dead. Can I have mine? Don't ever get a Pidgey. I'm just getting Spearows and, and Rattatas now. Yeah. And Bell Sprouts. Don't even get me started on those. Yeah, that sucks. I caught a fucking Ekans, which I already had. Oh, the old double Ekans. So now I have two Ekans, and I have Badika. Oh, Badika. She's back. The Ekans. Celtic warrior princess. Yeah. I guess if Mason, my Arbok, dies, I have a backup Ekans. It's good to have a little... But I don't need a backup Have one in the wings. (laughs) I guess so. Joshua, arguably the hardest part of this journey... Oh, my God. ...was next, and it was Rock Tunnel, and I would love to hear about your journey through Rock Tunnel. After this beer. After this break, yeah. Yeah. 
so on on one side of Rock Tunnel is where the electric plant is, and there's like a Pokemon Center down there. Yeah, and it's technically Route 10. Route 10 is on either side of Rock Tunnel. But the spot with the catchable tall grass is right before Rock Tunnel. You come across it after you finish Route 9, and then you come to this little, like, cape, basically. Yeah. And there's grass, and then there's water, and the water eventually you can surf to go to the abandoned power plant. But at the moment, it's a patch of grass, and it's a patch of grass that can have some spicy mon in it. And I, Joshua, I waded nipple deep into this tall grass. What'd you get in there? And who should attack me but... Spiro. How do you say this name? Sixin? Oh, I don't know, actually. I think it's Sishin. Sishin Liu, or Sixin Liu. I'm assuming it's a Chinese name, so I assume it's it's just Sishin. Yeah. Liu the Voltorb. Author of the Three Body Problem series. I didn't even need to wait until I was in the power plant to catch my Voltorb because he, oh, he came to me. You got the Torb? I got the Torb. God damn. And I t- immediately taught it Flash. <laughs> everybody everybody, and their mother would want a Voltorb here. Yeah, electric type. Yeah, it's nice. And the electric type is nice. And he, he, Even if it is a fucking Voltorb. It's a Voltorb, though, and that's what you can't forget. And he became sort of a fixture on my team because I needed him in the party for Flash. But, like, he sucks, and I don't like him. Yeah. He's got a few cool moves. He's got Charge. Yeah. I know it's kind of neat. Lieutenant Surge, everybody in there in Lieutenant Surge's gym was charging all the time, but they never actually use an electric attack after that. Oh, that's stupid. Because I always immediately use Spark, which is. Well, that's like what you should do. Hyperpowered, which is really nice. So that's kind of a cool move combo. He also has Sonic Boom and he also has Self Destruct, which I know doesn't seem <laughs> like a good idea for the Nuzlocke run. No, it's but a bad idea. I figured maybe it would come in handy for dream sequences. Yeah, that's fair <laughs> game. And dream sequences are whenever we battle or we battle a guest, and it doesn't count. I also didn't include him in the team this week, should we decide to have a dream sequence. Interesting. So. Okay. Well, I'm, uh, I'm excited to tell you that my catch on Route 10 was a Spearow. <laughs> Well, you were excited about catching a Spearow earlier. Not when it's a double Spearow. Because you were saying earlier that you never caught, you never see Spearows. God, I would kill for a Spearow is what you said. Exotic. Yeah. It's like all that you're seeing are pigeons and then you see a fucking like a seagull. Yeah. Like, yes. And it's Mary DeAngelis who is uh, Carmela Soprano's mom and it's a Spearow and it's boxed. Yeah, box it. Save that one for a rainy day. <laughs> Into Rock Tunnel. And then it's Rock Tunnel. God, Joshua, what a brutal fucking Oh, my God. Route. So, weirdly, Adriana, my Meowth, can learn Flash. Oh, weird. Really? Yeah, and I wouldn't have done that to a Persian, but I just have a Meowth and I don't care at this point. Yeah. And maybe that'll come to bite me in the ass later uh, if I ever have to use her. But um, she's got Cut and Flash, so she's actually my HM friend. Huh. And she accompanied me through the rock tunnel. Not a bad HM friend, especially if it has the ability pickup, which my Persian does. I don't think mine does because she didn't pick anything up. Well, it's kind of a tricky move because she picks it up and holds it, and you got to grab it from her. God damn it, I forgot about that. And she was holding something. Yeah. A berry. I think she probably has pickup. Yeah, she, she'll grab berries, which is really nice. Yeah, she does. I forgot. 
She's a good HM friend. She has more uses than I thought. Hell of an HM friend, Meowth slash Persian. Not a bad choice on your part. Yep. Rock Tunnel sucks. It was so long. It was so complex. It was so maze-like. Fucking hellish. It's hard to get out, and you're getting attacked by Pokemon nonstop. And trainers, too. Geodudes and Onyxes and Zubats. And you're constantly getting attacked by trainers. And like in, in most video games, you follow the enemies to find your way through the game. But like in Rock Tunnel, like there's enemies everywhere. And you get turned around and like that sucks during a Nuzlocke run. It's really scary. And there are all these fucking Pokemaniacs and they all oh have God. a wide variety of Pokemon. And <sighs> Joshua, I was... <sighs> oh no. I was trying to level some of my Mon. Oh no. And I encountered a Pokemaniac and he was dressed like a Charizard. Yeah, I got something to say about those Pokemaniacs too. And I had my boy Tom York in the front of my party, reliable Tom York, Charmeleon. Should have been no issue, right? Yeah. And I was fighting one of these fucking Pokemaniacs, and it turns out that all he had was fucking slow pokes. Like five slow pokes. And you still, you kept the, you had the Charmeleon in there? Well, I was like 10 levels higher than him. Oh my God. Oh my God. And I don't know how to say this. Oh my. God. It honestly, Josh, when it happened, it stunned I'm me. I'm terrified. It stunned me to the point that I was just sitting and staring at my Game Boy. Like, what just happened? Yeah. And what happened was that one of these Pokemaniacs slow pokes got a critical hit with a water type move. Oh my God. On my Charmeleon. Oh my God. Tom York. Oh my God. And I <gasps> never expected this. Never expected this. I thought Charmeleon, I thought we were ride or die. I thought we were going to go get to the end of this fucking game together. I would hope so. But that's not what happened, Joshua, and I prepared a song. Oh. And I'm going to start singing a song now for Tom York, my Charmeleon, who has passed, and the intro is playing now. Holy shit. To the song. <clears throat> kind of a long intro. Two gyms in a week, I bet you think that's pretty clever, don't you, boy? Flying on your bicycle, watching all the diglets beneath you drop. Kill yourself for recognition, kill yourself to never ever stop. You broke another mirror You're turning into something you are not Don't leave me high Don't leave me dry Don't leave me Don't leave me, Tom York the Charmeleon. Beautiful siren song. Almost too sad to think about. I sort of need to compartmentalize it and put it behind me because I did lose my starter. I lost Charmeleon, Tom York in fucking rock tunnel. God, it sucked. I was so angry. 
you were playing with fire. I honestly, Josh, I almost, I almost wanted to cry. Yeah, almost. I was just like, what do I do? What do I do now? I almost wanted to cry listening to your beautiful rendition of High and Dry uh, by Radiohead. When Tom York is a member of Radiohead, so it felt like a natural fit. I don't know how you recover from something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> well, I'll tell you how. I'll tell you how, Josh. I'll tell you how. Okay. How? Route eight, but we'll get to that in a minute. Tom York, you died doing what you loved. R.I.P. Crushing Pokemaniacs, squishing them beneath your mighty feet. They deserve to be fucking crushed because I got something to say about these Pokemaniacs as well. Yeah, they're weird fetishists. Trainer Danger, Pokemaniac Steve, and all of his ilk. Disgusting. It adds insult to injury that you're dressed like my Pokemon and then you kill him. God, it's so fucked up. They're running around dressed up as Charizards, and they're wandering around in dark caves for some fucking reason? Yeah. Shouldn't they be at Comic-Con? That's good. Well, what are they doing in here? You can tell these dudes don't shower. Oh, they're, they've never showered. No, those, those dudes have never showered in their lives. I hated Rock Tunnel. I hated it. It was so difficult. I had a million potions i actually dug my way out at one point with escape rope my primate christopher has dig yeah yeah i got out of there at one point and i think it was pretty near the end but i was like too many people are almost dead here too many pokemon yeah i used up all my fucking inventory and like i'm not strapped for cash you know like i have cash now no but the problem is that the mart is so far away at that point too the mart is so far away and i also just like i have this like this video game instinct where it's like, I have all this cash and I should hoard it because I'm going to need it. No, I do that too. You know, like I don't want to spend it all on fucking repels and potions. And there are still plenty of Pokemon in Rock Tunnel who can poison you. The Zubats are the only one that can poison you. But still, that sucks when you're fucking ass deep in a cave. You well, know? it's terrifying too. And this didn't end up happening to me, but you got hikers in there and they got gravelers and they can fucking self-destruct. Oh, and which could be a fucking one-hit KO, potentially. Self-destruct is pretty bad. Yeah. So is Magnitude. Oh, Magnitude did a lot of damage. Every now and then, a Geodude will drop like a Magnitude 8 on you, and it's just like, am I going to fucking, am I going to weather this storm? I don't know, man. I don't know. It was scary. God, it sucked. It was a, it was a pretty brutal leg. Who'd you catch in there? I was fortunate. So I kind of had a lucky draw this week. A couple times. Oh, I did catch a couple Atkinses. <laughs> My first Pokemon that I encountered in Rock Tunnel was Machop. Ah, oh, fuck you. So. You know I want, well, I guess I got a Primeape, so it's fine. But Machop's fucking great. Machop's better. Yeah, I did catch Machop. His name is Mike Healed or Held? Healed. Yeah, Michael Healed. I call him Mike Healed. Also one of my oldest friends. Yeah. Like childhood hometown friends. Yes. Went to his wedding last year. Mike healed good guy good guy and machop he's also my machop now he played baseball growing up and he works at nike now machop's pretty good that is pretty good yeah it's a good fit sort of a athletic i think he would appreciate that yeah yeah and i honestly if i can help it am planning on making mike heal the machop ride or die this guy's gonna be in my fucking lineup until the very end of this game (laughs) i might even just preserve him for a bit yeah so, welcome to the team, Mike Heald, Machop. What, who did you catch in Rock Tunnel? I caught a Geodude. Oh, fuck. It's a repeat of OC season. You're going to take this thing all the way to Golem, aren't you? I boxed it 
because I might want to use it. Yeah. It's Janice, Janice Soprano, a character I hate, but a fucking brutal. How many fucking Sopranos are there? Well, it's called The Sopranos. It's centered on their it's family. Like named eight characters after Soprano. <laughs> Janice is one of Tony Soprano's sisters. Two sisters. Okay. She's got some like saucy storylines, um, and she's sort of just like an asshole. And Geo Dude, I get the vibe. I mean, between the self destructs and the magnitudes, yeah, it's kind of asshole behavior. Yeah, but not in the team at the moment. So we get out of Rock Tunnel, Route Eight, and we're in Route Eight. Which uh, so we're not a beautiful really in Route little route. Well, we go to Lavender Town. We're in the exit to Rock Tunnel, and there's Lavender Town where you can heal and and buy some supplies. But we're not doing anything in Lavender Town yet. We're gonna cover that. There's nothing here for us yet. Yeah, we're not doing that yet. So we make our way west to Route Eight, where there's like just a bajillion trainers and a little kind of patch of grass that you need to cut a couple trees to get to. Yeah. And I wandered into that patch of grass, Joshua. And I think it was God smiling on me, <laughs> if I had to describe it, because... Arceus smiles upon you today, my friend. What I had just done was weathered the storm of Rock Tunnel, lost my beautiful... Like, literally, moments before, had gone to the Pokemon Center, released Charmeleon. Oh, my God. In an emotional sort of ceremony i can't even hear that and then went to route eight stepped into the tall grass literally the first step into tall grass yeah who attacks me but growlithe oh and i just the little fire puppy immediately started throwing great balls at it which i just (laughs) bought at the pokemon mart in lavender god that's a good one and just hawked great balls at it hawked 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 and caught loki the Growlithe, and I am hashtag blessed. Oh, my mom's dog. Your mom's dog, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, well, you know what? I'll take it. This is fine. I'm fine with this. When God closes a door, he opens a window. You can make that work. I'll make Loki the the Growlithe work. Be a little more careful around water Pokemon next time. I know, I know. I got I got a spoiler alert for you now. I bought a Firestone at Saladon Department Store, and he is already an Arcanine. Oh my god! So you get some moves on him first. Yeah, I got a few moves on him. All right. I caught a nice little Mon I wasn't expecting to get there either. Yeah, and it was a Mon I wouldn't have expected to ever use, but I got Sandshrew. Interesting. I haven't seen a Sandshrew in this game yet. I wonder if it's a game difference between. Leaf Green and Fire Red, do I get Growlithe's and you get Sandshrew's? No, you get Growlithe's and I get Vulpix's. Ah, okay. Oh, but you get Ekans and I get Sandshrew. Oh, okay. That's why. That explains why I saw so many Ekans. Yeah. I'll take Sandshrew over Ekans, to be honest. Sorry. Because I haven't seen any Sandshrew's and I did do a lot of leveling this week. Sandshrew, never really used them. Uh, it's Furio. What's its typing? Just Ground. Just ground, essentially useless. Well, as you've seen, I've gotten a fair amount of use out of a Geodude Graveler Golem line. Okay, those are rock. Rock and ground. But ground is better than rock, I think. No, I disagree. Hard disagree. I think ground is the most useless typing in this game. No, I think ground is much more interesting. It's got so many area of effect moves. It's got sandstorm. It's got earthquake magnitude. Oh, uh, I guess like ground is also pretty immune to a lot of shit. Like it's immune to electric. That's why it's sick. Okay. That's interesting. It is interesting. 
But electric affects rock, which I also kind of like dispute. Like, I feel like they should both not really affect it. Yeah. Ground and rock are... It's confusing. I think ground and rock are very confusing. Ground and rock are so similar to question why they're even separated to begin with. It's not how I would have opened a game. I wouldn't have had both out of the gate. Yeah. Or I would have made rock more differentiated. But either way, I'm happy with Furio the Sandshrew. And I raise both Sandshrew and Polly Walnuts. Yeah. On this route. This is where I got familiar with the Versus Seeker, which I also, I hadn't really been using. Just to comment on that for a second, it's fucking sick. Yeah, it's awesome. It's like an EMP where it just like pumps out like who wants a battle. And basically everyone always is interested. Battle me, dickheads. Yeah. So I did a ton of leveling here. You saw the little uh, exclamation points? Yeah, and they leap up. Yeah. And then I like that they have different dialogue, um, like Last Julia on there. She's the one who goes, what's cute, fluffy, and round? And then you find out it's a fucking Jigglypuff or a Clefairy or whatever. Jigglypuff, yeah. But after after you fight her again, she goes, what's cute, fluffy, and round? You already know, don't you? Yeah. It's a nice touch. They each have like a new dialogue. Yeah, it's cute. I also fought Gambler Rich here over by the Underground Pass. Yep. And he's got Joshy Sweetie. It's a Vulpix. Vulpix is arguably one of the cutest Pokemon in the game. Absolutely. It's very cute. Big dark eyes, sweet little paws, a lot of tails. They designed it to be as cute as possible. Here's a little Joshi's trivia for you. Joshi's, Joshi's trivia, because I do trivia now. Yeah. Vulpix, the name. It's a combination of Vulpes. Vulps, who knows? Latin mm. for fox. Mm-hmm. And six, referring to its six tails. Yeah. And I guess nine tails is uh, English for nine. <laughs> nine tails. Tails. Yeah. And it has nine tails. Vulpix, and this is why it's actually coincidentally great, it's a parallel to Growlithe. They're both introduced in Gen 1. They evolve via Firestone one time. Growlithe is usually male and Vulpix is usually female. And they're based on canine-like creatures, Japanese folklore. It's cute. Kitsune for Vulpix and Growlithe for the Shisa which we actually mentioned, I think, last episode. Yeah. Because Growlithe was the... Oh, and it's parallel. It's parallel on Experience Share Pokemon Podcast. Yeah. Because Growlithe was last episode's sweetie. And I caught one this week, and i enjoying it. And did you catch a Vulpix or no? Oh, no. Okay. On the other side of the tunnel is Route 7. It's a pretty brief route where there's just one little patch of grass. And here, Joshua, I finally caught my goddamn grass type, which I finally needed, and it's Nausicaa. Ugh. The Oddish. Okay, well, that's a good name, and I'm excited for you. Well, because Nausicaa's whole thing is, like, she's cultivating this sort of mold garden in her underground garden. Yeah, I'm excited to see you deal with a gloom. Well, I have evolved it into a gloom already, and I hate it. And it's a gross sprite. Very gross looking. In this one. 16 bits does it no favors. It looks gross. It's got droopy, gloopy mouth still. It's very good, though. Not my... You make me barf Pokemon of the week, though, because it's my... My gloom. Okay. You know? So it's like, I can't... Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's my gloom, so I can't make it. You make me barf. You're not going to betray your own team. No. No. Did you catch anyone on Route 7? Um, I got another grass type. I got a, another fucking Bellsprout. Hell yeah. My third Bellsprout, by the way. I've got three Bellsprout sitting in my box. Whenever I need them. They're there for you. Rosalie. We can always just implement a dupe clause if you want. No, it's way too late in the game to do that. I would love to see you 
with an all Bellsprout team. Well, they'd all be Victory Bells. Well, I would love to see you with an all Victory Bells team. They're not super versatile, but your Pokemon would just constantly be stunned or poisoned or asleep. Yeah, right. I would burn you to death. I could make it work. Oh. I would burn you to death. Especially now that you don't have that Charmeleon. I've got a Arcanine. For now. But I've always got Bellsprouts in the wings. On to Celadon City. Celadon City remains the same as it did in the last games. Celadon Mansion is there. Was it called Celadon Mansion in Gen 1? I can't remember. It's called that in like walkthroughs and everything, but they didn't proclaim that it was Celadon Mansion. But there is a sign outside of it now that says Celadon Mansion. Now it has a sign. But it's still just Game Freak HQ. What's going on in there? It's like a TikTok house. (laughs) It's just all of the... (laughs) A bunch of all these gamers yeah. in there and like a grandmother who gives you that tea oh yeah, yeah, yeah what is going on in this mansion i don't know it's weird it's all the game freak employees yeah someone does still offer you an ev oh i didn't even bother you can't take it no i didn't even bother going to talk to him yeah i don't want that shit um well i, I do desperately but i can't it does it. sort of add a new conglomerate company to the ecosystem of Kanto and Hoenn though because like we have Devon we have Sylph yeah but there's a third sort of megacorp that we have neglected this entire time which is Game Freak yeah Game Freak is canon Game Freak exists within the canon of this game it's very confusing yeah like actually coincidentally in the Celadon department store you'll see boys like little boy sprites playing Game Boy Advances I think they're usually trading. So the implication is that like there are Pokemon games in the Pokemon game world and Game Freak makes them. And you do have a NES in your home. Yeah. And every generation has the Nintendo console of in Hoenn. We had a GameCube. Yeah. So Game Freak is competing. Well, Game Freak's not really a competitor, though. It's pretty difficult to figure out, but <laughs> Game Freak is another like mega core. So we got to rank Game Freak too. I say bottom of the rankings because like they have contributed nothing so far. If I've got real Pokemon running around, I'm not playing fucking video games. Yeah. I'm going to go catch me some Mon. Department store is so useful during an Nuzlocke run. It's Ugh. got everything you could possibly want. It's got stones. I picked up a Firestone. I evolved Growlithe into Arcanine. It was a department store sweep. Yeah. And like, I just, I have tons of cash. I think I had like 60,000 going into it and I just bought like 30 oh, super potions. I think I had like 200,000 going into it. Oh, you got your fucking Persian with the payday. I had so much money josh and like i've just been very conservative up until now but like now that i'm in fucking celadon i just spent it all so i bought a firestone i bought some tms i bought like some drinks for those guards road sodas i really just used the space inside of department store and i used the space inside of fucking game corner too i went to that restaurant i picked up the coin case from guy who had like lost his life savings. Oh, the guy who ruined his whole life. And I went back to Game Corner and I collected some coins from some despondent gamblers. Did you also notice like there are a ton of spots where you can just pick up a ton of coins in Game Corner that they added? Yeah. You can, I looted like almost 200 coins, I think, just like roaming around in the Game Corner. And then I bought some coins and I did some gambling and I- But you can't even buy them on. What's the point? Well- The TMs? The TMs are great and there's also- also, there's items. You can get held items. Oh, that's charcoal, true. They got like Mystic charcoal. water. Yeah. Like yellow flutes. 
You're better at robbing the one-armed bandit. I just wait until I have so much money that I just fucking buy that shit. It's half and half. Did you get any? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I bought some TMs. Oh, my God. And some held items. I bought both. Oh, my God. I was a little disappointed that we can't use any of these fucking Pokemon because now the Celadon Games Corner has so many good Pokemon. Oh, it rips. It fucking rips. I can't remember who it is now, but it's like Lapras and Porygon and... Abra, Clefairy, Clefairy. It's like so many good... Porygon, Scyther? So many good Pokemon. Or Pinsir for me. Yeah. That fucking rips. But I can't buy any of them, so I just bought one TM and a couple of held items too. Uh. We got through Celadon City and we make our way to Celadon City Gym where Erica reigns supreme and all her ladies. And there are a shitload of trainers in here. Yeah. And it's once again, you have to cut your way to get to it. So your team gym lineup is going to have to include an HM friend who has cut. Right. Erica has three Pokemon, so you can only bring three Pokemon into the gym. Yeah. Well, do we just want to talk about our gym team heroes? Yeah, I mean, we haven't even done level check. Let's do level check after Celadon City Gym because we have a surprise for you this week, bug catchers. We do have to battle this week. Yeah. We flipped a coin. We are battling this week. So we'll do level check as we head into the battle. But Celadon City Gym. We'll do gym gym team. Gym team heroes. Heroes. Yeah. That's what we're calling it. Gym class. I don't know. Gym team We'll figure, we're not going to figure it out. Gym Class Heroes was a, a semi-popular pop-punk band from the early 2000s. I still feel like Jim Rattata's had the most legs. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so as I said, my plan was Charmaine. She was going to be my main thing. I had to make do. So I went in there with Polly, mm-hmm. who at the time I think was level 29, and then Silvio, who you don't know about. Gyarados. Okay. You snuck a Gyarados in there. I was raising a, my Magikarp at the daycare this whole past time. Okay. And then once it was level like 18, I took it out. I dropped two rare candies on it. I evolved that fucking thing. Where did you get fucking rare candies? I told you. I would love some rare candies. One in the backyard. I caught that one. Cerulean City. And then, I don't know, I found another one. God, I would love some rare candies. You gotta just look around. You said you're checking out all the hidden spots yeah and gyarados i think uh was level 26 okay and then <laughs> adriana meowth level 11 <laughs> and that's your cut friend i let it ride because i was like i don't really have any other option here <laughs> gyarados has my highest attack and grass moves wouldn't be super effective because it's water and flying and then Firo has peck okay how about you I obviously planned to go in with Tom York, my Charmeleon. That did not work out. Would have taken out this whole thing. Instead, I spent hours leveling my Growlithe. Loki. And uh, evolving it with a Firestone into Arcanine. Loki to level 33. Wow. (laughs) I also brought in my Nausicaa, my Gloom, who had made it to level 30 before we went into the gym. Pretty good. Thinking that she would be able to use some of her poison moves against these grass types. And then the old reliable Uncle Moke, Raticate, 
level 25. <laughs> there he is. Came in to help me cut my way into this gym, cut my way past that pervert who's still out there peeping on the girls, <laughs> and went inside and took on all those ladies and Erica and beat her handily. Arcanine is very good. Uh, it's one of the best months. <laughs> it's very strong, and I taught it flamethrower. Oh, you just bought the TM. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At the game corner. Yeah. God, okay. So it already knows Flamethrower, and it's already in Arcanine, and it owns Bones, and it killed everyone in Celadon City Gym in one hit. I mean, you didn't need any of the rest of that. No, I didn't. No. Even the Embers were one hit. Loki knows both Flamethrower and Ember, and even the Embers were one hitting everyone. Oh, yeah. It was no contest. Well done. Finally. Finally. It took four gems, but I finally fa- hit my stride, you know? Yeah. I mean, what I was saying is that uh, Charmander, Charmeleon, RIP, starts to bloom around here. Yeah. He's like a mid to late game. Didn't make it, but you got it. You got an Arcanine. You'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention. Victory Bell was my You Make Me Bar Pokemon of the Week. I thought it might be. She opens with a victory bell. It's grosser than ever in this gen. You've always had a problem with victory bell. They've done something with its sort of like bottom leaves and bottom <laughs> vines Yeah, in the 16-bit sprite where it's sort of curved in a way to make it look like a scrotum. It is a little scrotum-y. Isn't it? It's like... It's already a gross Pokemon. It's like and, truck nuts. And now they've given it... <laughs> yeah, they've given it truck nuts. Truck nuts. <laughs> yeah. And it's really gross to look at and think about. Yeah. And it's my You Make Me Bar Pokemon of the Week. It's still got the gaping maw, and then it's got those truck nuts, man. Disgusting. I didn't love it. I still think the Pokemon is fun. It has its uses, but... You're only saying that because you have three fucking Bellsprouts in your bank. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've ran a Victory Bell as well. I know. It was gross when you did it the first time, and it's going to (laughs) be gross when you do it in this gen. Not... Bad, Joshua. Zero losses in the gym for you this week, huh? Yeah, but I did have a heavy loss earlier, so. And I honestly, like, I'm not saying that you weren't devastated by the loss of your Beedrill, but I feel like my loss was a little heavier. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm not going to dispute that. <laughs> a Beedrill versus a Charmeleon is pretty fucking rough. Yeah. All right, Joshua, We've gotten through this leg of the game. We, the fates have decided that we do need to battle, which is how we're going to be handling mono e mono battles this gen. We flip a coin every episode. I slacked you earlier today and said, flip a coin, homie. And you did it. And we got heads, which is battle. I wasn't expecting it, nor was I really hoping for it. But here we are. You flipped a great British pound. Yeah. A sterling pound. Is that what it's called? Pound sterling, but yes. Pound sterling. Yeah. <laughs> And we got Elizabeth herself. Yep. The second, not as good. But one of the Elizabeths. So we're going to do some battling now. And before we go in, we'll give you a quick level check so you know who we're fighting with. Joshua, who are you working with this week? Polly Firo, level 31. Jesus, I don't That's like my that. big boy. That's my big boy. Don't like that. Silvio. Gyarados, level 26. Mm. And that's Silvio Dante, the uh, Steven Van Zant, who you were curious about. Little Stevie. There he is. From the E Street Band. That's right. 
the boss he's not the boss bruce springsteen is the boss no i know but he's with the boss yes yes he's an employee of the boss yeah well we all really are yeah because the boss is america itself yep christopher primeape level 30 mm. a force to be reckoned with tone soprano you all know him you love him tony ivysaur level 29 cutie aj soprano you hate him got some use out of it though Radicate 25 tony soprano's son yeah He's a kind little, of that obnoxious bro. Little fucking puke. Yeah. Yeah. And then Furio the Sand Slash, level 26. Cool name. Yeah, I thought that would be a fun one. Furio is also a great character. He is from the Naples family. He's an actual mafioso. Wait, are the Sopranos not mafiosos? Well, they are, but... the whole point of the show. Yeah, but, you know, the homegrown Italian mafioso has got to be this mm. probably straight up mafioso. Got it. Can you just be a mafioso if you're over here too? I don't know. Fucking Norwegian. I said mafioso because it was like not mafia and it's longer. So it sounds very. There's no Norwegian mafia. Uh, or I assume there's not. If there is, if there is, I'm not a part of it. My family is not a part of it. I don't know what would be going on. Yeah. No. Can I tell you about my mom? Who's on your team? Yeah. Ursula K. Le Guin. Golbat. Level 22. There she is. Really wish her level count was a little higher. Little outclassed. Battle. Little outclassed. But how could you have known? Did not have a lot of opportunity to level her this week. Dr. Richard Kimball, Gyarados, level 25. <laughs> Ooh, I inched you up by one level with my Gyarados. <laughs> Mewtwo, Kadabra, oh, God. level 26. I forgot about that. Mike Heald, Machoke, level 23. Again, could have used a few more levels on that guy, but... But you put in the work anyway. Yeah, I put in the work. I wanted to get it to Machoke. Nausicaa, my Gloom, level 30. That's very good. And Loki, my Arcanine, level 33. Okay. I've got a few under-leveled Mon, but I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. Well, you have the highest level Arcanine as well. I know, but I've got two severely under-leveled This could have been worse. I actually thought it would probably be a little worse. The battle will commence in a moment, bug catchers, and we will pause our audio and we'll come back afterwards to describe the battle and tell you who won. We'll see. Nuzlocke, no rules. Who knows? Well, except for there are a lot of rules for Nuzlocke. <laughs> yeah, lots of rules. <laughs> Just a reminder that there is a clause in our bonus rules, which is that these are all <laughs> dream sequences. Oh, yeah. We've gone to sleep. We're dreaming now. Dreaming of battles. Mystery dungeon style. Yeah. And none of our lost Pokemon in any of these battles are sacrificed or dismissed from the team. No, because we have to be able to, you know, reasonably live our lives while also doing this podcast. All right. Well, we will see you, bug catchers, after the battle to fill you in on the details. Goodbye. Smell you on the battlefield. Hello, Buckcatchers. We realized as we were starting to battle that there was a discrepancy between the levels of my Pokemon in <laughs> Showdown and the levels of my Pokemon that I just listed in Level Check. And what I realized that I did was copy and pasted, as I do every week, the notes from the previous week where we have like our Level Check and our nicknames and our kill count and stuff like that. Forgot to update any of my Pokemon's levels in the level check in our shared doc, our show notes. So the entire level check I just did 
was moot, and none of those levels were actually accurate. In a pretty devastating way. Yeah, it changes the entire outcome. Because it changes the entire outcome and the setup for Ursula this Kayla fucking Gwynn, thing, and now I feel like I'm going to get Golbat is level 31. Like the spinnerack I am. Dr. Richard Kimball, Gyarados is level 31. Mewtwo, oh Kadabra is level 30. Mike Healed, Machoke is level 28. Nausicaa, Gloom is level 30. And Loki, Arcanine is level 33. So what I did fuck? do a lot of leveling this week <laughs> you didn't notice that like your goal bat was nine levels lower than you th- yeah. uh, have been dealing with it at i should have noticed i didn't but here we are those are my actual levels and those are the levels i have programmed into <sighs> pokemon showdown and now josh and i are gonna battle so i'm shaking in my boots yeah my running shoes we'll see you on the other side of this That fucking sucked. What's what's the matter? I was about to pull it off. What happened? I managed to get you down to one uh-huh. Pokemon. Who was that Pokemon? Loki the Arcanine. Mm-hmm. Your savior in more ways than one. Mm-hmm. Flamethrowered out my Raticate AJ Soprano in one hit. Mm-hmm. Loki is level 33 and AJ is level 25. To be fair, it was a dicey battle. Well, I had a couple of crazy hits. You had a couple of crazy hits. Your Gyarados was a uh, hoss. Boss shit of shit mountain. My Gyarados actually did a lot better than yours. Yeah, yeah. Your Gyarados killed like half my team. It dragon raged two of them to death. Yeah. My Primeape had a miraculous. My Primeape was out to deal with your Machoke. It was a. It was a. It was a fighting battle. They were just chopping each other and then yeah. you swap Mike healed Machoke for Kadabra. Thinking mind over matter. Something you taught me. Right. Which was smart. But I was like, I think that Primeape is faster than this thing. And I did a dig. Yeah. I threw down a reflect. Dig one hit. And you dig one hitted me. But but what it came down to Joshua is you had three Pokemon and I had one. Right. You had Gyarados, Raticate, and Ivysaur, and all I had was my Loki, my Arcanine. But somehow, I used Takedown on Silvio, your Gyarados, yeah, and defeated Gyarados. And then I used... You just used Flamethrower on AJ Soprano. Flamethrower on AJ Soprano, which killed him at one hit. Yeah. It was... Uh... A nightmare. So I won with one eligible Pokemon in the game with half health. Almost all of your Pokemon are higher than mine, but you know, fine. Yeah, and that's that's the new rules. That's the new that's the new setup for this season. Is battles are surprises. We're gonna call anyone who wins from this season also a dreamscape, and it doesn't it's count. A dreamscape. <laughs> yeah. Whoever wins this season three B doesn't matter. But I have won this battle. It's arbitrary and the points don't count. Yeah, and I've won this one. And, but it doesn't count, but I have won this one. It is a dreamscape, and I'll be sleeping well tonight <laughs> and dreaming sweetly. Yeah, with all of your Pokemon. Joshua, thank you for joining me this week for Experience Share a Pokemon Podcast. My name, as always, has been Tanslash, a.k.a. Tanner Greenring. Your name, as always, has been Fieglet. Fiegel AKA Joshua Fielstead. <laughs> Don't figle it. Fiegle it. Fiegle it. Fiegle it. Fiegle it. You mean fiegle it. Bug catchers, thank you for listening. <laughs> Please do rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Do follow the show wherever you follow podcasts Stitcher, Spotify, 
Overcast, all of those places. Uh, recommend it to a friend. Tweet about it. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at exbsharepod. That's it. That's the full postamble. Yeah, you took both, but that's fine. Yeah, sorry, I took both. I usually do those social ones, but it's fine. Joshua, goodbye. <laughs> Smell you later. Smell you later.